push a P. Yeah, push a P. Turn me up. Turn me up, P. In the paddock in my piece, I'm pushing P. Cop new hammers for my P. We don't want no peace. Got a spot across the spot. Jeff of What is going on, everyone? Uh, and welcome to the Uncensored Entrepreneur Show for Couples. Uh, my name is Eric Perry, and this is not, not Sierra Perry. <laughs> anyway, this is Kaylee Perry. Kaylee Perry. And who are you, Kaylee? Um, I'm Eric Perry's daughter. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So uh, we're going to talk about that. So we have Kaylee as a guest, we'll call her, on the show today. So uh, anyway, Uncensored Entrepreneur Show for Couples. Uh, what it is is essentially a show where we talk about um, – the good, the bad, the dirty, the ugly of being an entrepreneur, um, the crap that nobody likes to talk about, um, the crap that drives you into uh, a whirlwind of emotions, uh, good and bad. And uh, why we do it, uh, we do it because me and my wife have been through quite a bit, and me and my family have been through quite a bit, and uh, we learn from these, and we have figured a few things out, and so we just talk about our experiences to try to help um, anybody else out there that might be struggling uh, with something that we've already gone through, uh, save your family or save your relationship or save your marriage. And likewise, if you're not married um, but want to be one day, then it gives you a little bit of insight on what to pay attention to or what to look out for or... Um, you know, different mindsets to think of or something like that. So that is who we are, that's what we do, and that's why we do it. Um, so today, um, a good starting topic or point is learning to adapt and pivot or pivot and adapt, which came first. So learning to uh, pivot and adapt when things don't always go according to plan, right? So we, we record this show every single week. Um, it's always me and Sierra, my wife, and... Uh, this time, she has not felt good for a few days, and so she is down and out and uh, unable to record, and we have a choice. We can just not record an episode for a week, um, or um, we can adapt and we can pivot, and we can find other ways to ensure that we're still bringing you that valuable content. So um, likewise, we, we, we like hearing from you. We enjoy hearing from you. Any topic ideas, any questions? Uh, comments, anything uh, that maybe you want us to discuss, or if you know there's something that you're going through that you're looking for advice on. You know that being said, uh, we are. I am not a licensed therapist. Um, you know, it's so you can't sue me. Um, and the um, but yeah, so adapting and pivoting, and I thought we thought that it would be a fun idea to bring my oldest of five on on the show today to um, talk about what it's like from a perspective of a kid, right? This was not rehearsed. We joke around a lot more than the other kids. Um, you know, we've been through a lot together. She's obviously my first child, my therefore my first terrible twos, terrible threes, terrible fours, terrible fives. I don't know how long it's supposed to go, but we're at terrible 17s now. And um, no, we've been through quite a bit. 
And, you know, first teenager, um, first boyfriend, um, you're a douchebag, Johnny, um, and all this other stuff. And, you know, whatever else. So uh, this is really cool. It wasn't rehearsed. And so, you know, we'll see how much editing we have to do after this. <laughs> yeah, probably a lot. <laughs> so anyway, um, so moving on. Sierra's fine, by the way. She'll she'll be all right. She's just not feeling well. Uh, so why don't you explain? And, and this is good for like the parents out there, right? Um, I, I don't care if you have two-year-old kids, six-month-old kids. Uh, I guess this is applicable to anybody with a kid under 17, right? So what... What do your kids see? What do they think? What do they hear? You know, what do they model? What do they mimic? That sort of thing. Like what, you know, if you go ask your own kid, like, like, hey, do you like your mom and dad? Uh, they're going to say, yeah. Well, I, don't know, I guess, I don't know. But you know what I mean? It's, it's different. It's not as raw as hearing, you know, insight from somebody else about their family, about their whatever, whatever. So that being said, um, <clears throat> a good question that I have for Kaylee, because this is more of a Q&A of me asking her some questions. Um, what's it like being a part of a family? So first off, we haven't always been entrepreneurs. So my question is, what's it like to be part of a family of entrepreneurs, right? Um, let's back up. Let's back up. Let's ask another question first. What do you think an entrepreneur is? What does it mean to be an entrepreneur when you say you're an entrepreneur? Um, just like the general definition that I think of is like a person who owns a business, they organize it, they maintain it, manage it, all that, and then they sl slowly soon like financially grow and then branch off into whatever they want to do. Okay, all right. Um, that's a good perspective. That's the goal, right? So that's the definition of being an entrepreneur as well as you know the goals of an entrepreneur. Um, so that being said, what is, what's it like to be a part of an entrepreneur family, to be a member of a household run by entrepreneurs? I think it has its pros and its cons. Um, for cons, I definitely say like, I feel a lot of pressure to perfect like everything I do in life now. Um, whereas before you were not an entrepreneur and I didn't really care to like do my personal best and everything. So, like, now I find myself, like, when I'm even cleaning, I'm, like, got to do it the best I can. But at the same time, like, that's good because since I, like, pressure myself and try to be perfect in everything I do, I always have, like, the best outcomes. And I also think that, like, now you provide, like, such great advice for everything. Whereas, like, before the advice you gave me, I, like, didn't care for it. And now it's, like, hey, I'm using the advice he gave me when I said I didn't care for it. So I know, like, the advice he's giving me now I'm going to use in the future. So it just has helped me grow. Nice. So <clears throat> a couple of things that I heard before I forget uh, that I want to touch on that are super important for you listeners to understand if you have kids. Um, she said that you, what did you say? You said that you always try to do the best. Yes. You feel a lot of pressure to do the best, right? Is that an internal thing from you or is that like where I like coming from me or is that like, you know, an internal thing like you want to do better? 
I think it's like a mix because I overthink a lot when I'm doing things. So I like, that's why I try to perfect it. But at the same time, if I screw up something, I immediately think of you and I'm like, okay, he's not going to be proud of this. Or I'll be like, he's like all the way up here compared to me already. So now I feel even lower kind of thing. So that's all internal, right? So in other words, nothing was verbally said like, hey, you have to be perfect, right? So so hear that very clearly, parents. Mm -hmm. Um, Your kids... If you want to do better for yourself, your kids will want to do better for themselves. So quit fucking around and be a better example. She's 17, I can say fuck. Quit fucking around and be a better example and, uh, you know, do better, you know, be better, and your kids will naturally want to do the same. Whether that's because they, you know, want to make you proud or live up to your what they consider to be your expectations or whatever. Something goes on in their head where they create this thing where they just naturally want to do better or be better, whether whether it's for them or for us or a mix is irrelevant because there's nothing wrong with being better. And then they're eventually, you know, like she said, she ha- ends up having better positive, you know, more positive outcomes as a result of it. So, you know, kind of been saying that for 17 years. Um, you know, <laughs> try harder <laughs> and it will be easier. So, so hear that very clearly, parents. And also you said, um, oh gosh, let's see if I can remember it. Uh, it was towards the end you were talking about, um, I need like a pad and paper. What was it? You were talking about be better. You were talking about... Um, Making me proud. You're talking. Oh, how you're listening now to the advice that I gave you years yeah. ago when you hated it. Yeah. When you hated the advice and you're like, "Shut up, dude." And then now, you're you're doing things and you're you're finding out like, shit. Like, that's what my dad told me to do a long time ago. Now I'm doing it or whatever. So that's another important thing to listen to, is your kids. Like, just because they're hard headed, and you know they're dumbasses and they're not going to listen to what you're saying at the time when you're coaching them, teaching them, reprimanding them, whatever that looks like, just don't give up on yourself and don't give up on them and just keep drilling it into their rock-hard head. And eventually, um, as they get older, it's going to it's gonna come through and it's gonna, they're going to understand it. So um, just keep being persistent and consistent in your actions uh, and in your words and in your teachings and in your trainings. And then you know, everything will work out in the end. So, but you have to do it for yourself. You have to do it. You have to be consistent and persistent with yourself, right? Um, like, uh, you know, I, I'm an analogy guy. If, just in case this is your first four seconds listening to this um, series or this podcast. But, you know, like, I want a six-pack, right, of, of abs. I want a six-pack of abs. I go to the gym one day a week. Am I going to get a six-pack? Absolutely not, Right. You have to be consistent. Same thing with your kids. If you're telling your kids, like, hey, be smart with money, you know, but then you're fiscally irresponsible. Um, but then there's one day where you're smart, and but really you're smart with it because you probably don't have it because you were fiscally irresponsible yesterday. Then they're going to see that. And they're going to, you know, the consistency isn't going to, you know, the lack of consistency doesn't teach them a lesson. Um and then let's say 
you know, same thing like with encouraging them to, you know, work hard and do their best and all this other stuff. If they see that you're not doing your best and you're not working hard, then, you know, it's kind of a, you know, lead, lead. I heard something the other day. What was it? It was lead from the back. Nope. Lead from the front. That makes way more sense. Like <laughs> lead from the front. So, um, whatever. I don't know what the saying was, but it's lead by example. You know, that's, that's a better way to put it. So lead by example, do, do the things that you're trying to teach them and encourage them to do. Right. Um, you know, like Kaylee, for example, she's learning that, you know, people are different with their experiences, right? I can go out and I can blow $300 on a pair of shoes, right? And it's not necessarily, it's not fiscally irresponsible um, because I have the $300 to blow on shoes. Kaylee will go out and she'll blow $300 on friggin' Panda Express and then coffee, coffee, <laughs> whatever. And then she's like, you know, dad, you know, can't believe this. Yeah, please have some more porridge. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, it's, you know, understanding your limits and all that other stuff. But whatever. She's a kid. She's going to have fun. So, so uh, I'm an adult next year. So, yeah. Got to start saving. On paper. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, uh, what else is it like? What's, what's it like being, you know, part of an entrepreneur family? I also like it because, like, he doesn't talk about his money with me, like, ever. But at the same time, like, I know he's successful. Like, I go to his ceremonies, like, the awards stuff. And so, like, I can think back on the stuff that he has done. Like, I remember when he first started the company, he was like, hey, like, come help me make a logo. And, like, he showed me, like, how he advertises through social media and all that. And I took entrepreneurship classes and it was like the same stuff he's doing pretty sure he stuck me in those classes but um <laughs> <laughs> it was like the same stuff so it's like now as of like a week ago like my whole career like my whole plan I had for my future about has a changed. Week ago. okay <laughs> has changed and it's like now maybe hey I want to be an entrepreneur and it just like teaches me things that and it preps me for the future so so um, and that's good. And she just told me that earlier today, actually, that she's thinking about owning her own business. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't mean don't do what you want to do, right? So she has changed what she wants to do uh, a lot, as any kid. But she's she's kept the same thing for a few years, yeah. you know, as far as what she wants to do. So she's pretty set on it. And it's a great position. However, and here's the thing, man. There's people... I don't know. There's people that wall that work at Walmart that somehow find a way to like pay their bills and and like live and manage and stuff like that. And if that's you, like keep working hard and do what you want to do and you know be the best damn you know bagger there is. You know, no disrespect for sure. I mean, you got to start somewhere. And um, but like what she wants to do is a. So what do you want to do? Tell them what you want to do. Um, I either want to be an adolescent behavioral therapist. Or I want to work in a mental hospital behavioral center. So, prior to this show, she it was there was no either. I thought you had a, your well, mind made up, but I know for sure that I want to help. Either like, way, some kind of counselor, right? Yes. Is what it sounds like towards teenagers. Even in the mental hospital. Yes, okay. mental hospital for teenagers. Okay. Um. So. So she wants to like help people struggling with their their mental health, right? Uh, teens, right? So basically, which is funny because, uh, not funny, but 
people tend to gravitate towards helping things that they went through, right? And um, she was one crazy ass teenager. Psychotic. Um, so now she wants to help them. <laughs> so that's great. But anyway, I'd imagine that like, you know, a, a doctor, a therapist, a counselor or whatever, you know, obviously you're, you're going to want to, you know, find out what credentials you need to be able to be the best at what you do. Right. You don't want to just be like another name on a board in a lobby. Right. Um, and so it's my encouragement to her is not necessarily like, oh, you got to own your own business. It's the only way you're going to like be able to dictate and, and, and ensure your future. Right. But it's not that it's if you want to be a therapist, you know, make sure you have a passion for what you do and then and then be like the best fucking therapist in that field. Right. Train every day, learn every day, grow every day to where there is no other option of therapists uh, out there for anybody, meaning they the, Kaylee's the best. I only want Kaylee. I, why? Think about it. Think of the advertisement. Hey, like I'm a therapist. I'm a pretty good one, man. I can probably help your kid feel better, you know, be better. Um, more than likely, he's going to be better when he comes out of my program than he is when he came in. Or take out all the probably's, more than likely's, like I'm pretty good, right? And just confidently state because you do the hard work to ensure that you're the best in the room, right? And then um, if 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 there's more opportunities financially for you to have like a doctor a doctorate or whatever versus like just being a, a licensed counselor, taking a test, paying for it, whatever you got to do um, or versus, you know, a licensed therapist. I don't know. Just figuring that out and figuring out like, Hey, if I'm doing the same thing, but like if I study and get my doctorate and I make an extra 25, 30,000, 40,000 a year, like why not? Right. Still do what you're doing in the process of it. Right. Um, but always reach for bigger, better things. But then more importantly, Hey, like I have such a passion I can only see, how many clients can you see? We, we've never talked about this, by the way. So this is on-the-fly school. Um, how, how many, what, what's, a, what's a typical session, right? An hour? Yeah. Okay, an so you got an hour. You're going to want, you're gonna want uh, a 30 minutes in between, right, each appointment so that you can mentally, you know, depress from the <laughs> first... Yeah, and then prep for the next, you know. And that's if you got a tight schedule. So you open up at 9, you work 9 to 5, right? That's 8 hours. Uh, uh, and you're going to take an hour for lunch. So you got a half hour in between each appointment, right? So you got a, you got a 9 to 10. You got a 10.30 to 11.30. Then you're going to take lunch. So say from 11.30 to 1. So then you got a 1 o'clock lunch, lunch, right? Well, it's an hour lunch. I don't know, man. Whatever. Take a half hour lunch. I don't give a shit. So you got another appointment from 1 to 2, okay? And then you got one from 2.30 to 3.30. And then you got one from 4 to 5. So you got five clients a day, right? And five days a week. It's 25 people a week that you're seeing. Um, you're the best that there is. There's no one out there that's better than you. You're the absolute best therapist out there. And you're helping 25 people a week. They're probably seeing you weekly. So it's not like 25 this week, a new 25 next week. It's the same 25 people. Let's say they're seeing you for a period of, I don't know what's normal, three months, six months? Six months. Yeah. Six months. So 
you're seeing these 25 people for six months. Next six months, you roll over. You got another 25. You're helping 50 people a year. Does that sound like a lot? Not really. <laughs> right. And the, well, right. So here, yeah. here's what I'm saying. You're, you're, you've achieved the doctorate. You're the best there is. You, you're, you're hitting the ceiling. You're, you're really passionate. You're really helping these people. You're going to, you know, you're, you're going to make good money, but you're going to get more satisfaction out of changing the handful of lives out of these 50 people per year mm -hmm. than the money, right? Yeah. So then here's the thing. You're going to naturally want to say, how can I help more than 50 people? You know, out of these 50 people, say, say the normal is 10%. So stay normal. Five people like are better. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know the statistics, man. I didn't look it up. Google it. I'm just making shit up. So let's say it's let's say it's 20%, right? So you got 10 people out of 50 that are typical, but you're the best. So yours, you got a 60% success rate of changing lives, right? So or 75% or whatever that looks like, right? So you just want to help, like, how can I reach more people? Um, there's no more hours in the day. Let's say there is. Let's say you add two more appointments in the back end of the day. Now, let's, and you shorten up your lunch, right? So now you're working nine to seven every day, five days a week. Do you get a vacation in those five days? No. Right? Or in, in the six-month period, what do you get to tell people, hey, guys, I plan a vacation. Sorry, just I'll double up your meds and, you yeah. know, there's no, no vacation, right? How do you take a vacation? You can't, but it's cool because you're helping people. Yeah, I'm fine. Year two, year three, year four, right? Now you're getting burnt out because you're like, man, I haven't taken a vacation. You're getting super burnt out, and you're thinking, shoot, now, like, the only happiness I get is whenever I'm helping these people, but I'm also, like, not wanting to work because I'm, like, I'm burnt out. I need a break, right? So what do you do, right? So then the idea is presented to where it's like, hey, I'm going to master myself. I'm going to, because that's important. You can't just go willy-nilly and go start a company and yeah. whatever. Master your craft, master your trade, be the best that you can be, be the best that there is, period. Then you've accomplished that. Now, multiply it, right? Brandon Dawson says, model, mimic, master, multiply. Um, or maybe it's mimic, model. <laughs> anyway, model, mimic, master, multiply. Basically, be the best, at, you know, identify who's the best at what they do, do what they do, okay? then master it and be better than them, be the best that there is, and then multiply those versions of yourself. So then now you're saying, hey, I need to find other people with a passion to help each other. So then you're finding other therapists that are very, very good, the best, right? Second to you. You're teaching them how to be as good as you, and you're training them and you're bringing them onto your team. And then you're creating your own practice, right? The Perry perfection. I don't know, man. Um, I get you. We fix your kid. <laughs> yeah. Dot no, com. Not I don't that. know. <laughs> like whatever. Anyway, so you, you, you start your own practice and then you're getting, you know, therapists that you hold at the high standard. If they don't do it the Kaylee way and they're not doing it the best, you know, that based on the foundation that you created, then you let them go. Yeah. You flick them out flick the door out. and then you get another one. And you find the ones that have the passion who are in it for help, not for money, not for them, not for anything else, but for the pure help. And then guess what happens, right? You Your practice millions. is growing. You help more. 
you know, hundreds more, thousands more, millions more. And then you're opening up multiple locations. But guess what? That money that you didn't care about, you can't stop it from flowing in, right? By the dump truck. You're getting, you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what, what is that money doing for you? That money is doing, giving you the ability to purchase more buildings yep. in other states and in other locations to then go spend money on ad spend to find the best therapist in that area mm -hmm. to train them the Kaylee way to put them in there, right? And then next thing you know, you've built a mega monster that is changing lives all over the world. Beautiful. Right? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. People look at entrepreneurship as like, people can, if you're not an entrepreneur, if you are an entrepreneur, you don't. But if you're not an entrepreneur, um, it's easy to look at entrepreneurship and be like, oh man, like, yeah, they're making all the money and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Dude, I'm making, like, I'm stacking this cash to buy another building. I'm stacking this cash to buy another dump trailer. Yeah. I'm stacking this cash to, to you know, put, put our team through, you know, Cardone University for 130 grand. Goes you to know. the company. Huh? All goes to the company. Yeah. You know, it's growth. It's growth. It all goes to growth. Um, and you're bettering yourself. You're bettering other people in the process. So, um, boom, school, right? Did you ever see that vision before? Um, no, not really. Like I knew the different location things cause my entrepreneurship classes Okay. and they taught us how to advertise and then they had us make our own business and learn how to do what you just taught me to do. Like what you just told me to say. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Nice. So it was like the same thing, but you went. You went into more detail. Yeah. Well, I was on a roll. And yeah. you know, now I'm thinking of starting, you know, Perry Enterprises. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh so here's the thing. Like, about her entrepreneur classes, it's a funny story. This is dead true story, too. Dead true. She'll never believe me, but it's dead true. So we get, she does online school, right? Because she's a rock star and she's going to graduate early and, you know, whatever, whatever. So she, uh... Supposedly, I'm supposed to get this email, which when she started this school, I remember getting an email and I remember having to select her like option one or option two for the classes that we want, if she wanted to take. And if there was availability in the option one, she got it. If not, they knew what her option two was and they'd stick her in that. And I remember doing that a year and a half ago or whatever when we first started the school. Um, I don't remember ever getting the emails ever again. They're probably in my spam folder. I don't know, right? So she's like, oh, I got to pick my classes. I got to pick my classes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. But I never did, right? Because I never got the freaking email. So she gets this class that's like entrepreneur class. My fourth one, To actually. some degree. So she gets the first <laughs> one, right? And she's like, dad, did you put me in this class? And as a joke, I'm like, yeah. But like, I didn't. I didn't pick her class at all, right? So it was just one of those things. And I'm making jokes. And I'm like, well, it'll be better for you anyway. You know, you can learn it and whatever, whatever. And like learn to be, you know, learn to take over the roofing biz, you know, whatever. And so it was just a joke. And then uh, and then she gets her second one and her third one, and now she's got her fourth one, and it's 100% coincidence. Uh, she does, You do very well in them, right? I have 100% right now. So she does very well in them, which is probably why they keep giving them to her. <laughs> and I told her, I said, I swear on everything, I am not responsible. I did not pick these classes. And then I was like, and this is true, like, hey, like, think about it. Come on now. Like, you've gotten four entrepreneur classes, so obviously you're impressing somebody in the school. Or uh, maybe this is, like, the sign, you know, of what you need to be doing. Um, and you're educating yourself on that. So 
pretty cool, right? Um, but that's the thing. It's like work hard, you know, be consistent, be persistent, and uh, always find ways to serve your community and others in it like better. And if your mission is to help people and to serve people, whether your employees, whether the community, whether both, then you will uh, naturally just continue to grow, right? Um, so, so Kaylee, so we go to uh, this do, do better, be better. I say this all the time, right? Like, and the thing is, I'm not like, you know, Kaylee, like you're doing a great job. You just need always keep remembering to do better and be better. It's usually when she's like doing slacking off or screwing something up or whatever. I'm like, dude, come on, do better. Like be better, you know? And that's like my reprimand talk. Right. And what it reminds me of and what I got it from is we watched this. uh, I don't know what he is. I don't remember his name. He's like a basketball, like a famous basketball coach, not like a, a team coach, but like a strength and conditioning skills type coach, whatever. Uh, I think he was a shooting coach, right? A basketball shooting coach. Um, I forgot his name, but he has this thing called Be Better, Be Different. Is that what it's called, right? Yeah. And ever since I heard that, I was like, oh, man, that's such a great message, right? And he came to our church, and he talked to the kids, uh, the high school kids or whatever, and was talking about it, and it was, like, super dope. And uh, so it stuck with me, um, but I just I shortened it up. Um, I probably forgot what the saying was and like made something up and then was like, ah, and it stuck with me more. But so I shortened it up and I just say, do better, be better. Um, but the, you know, what's cool is like to see like high school, high school age is fun. Like if you, if you, if your kids live that long and like you, you make it that far, um, you know, with them, then it's fun because you get to see them like make decisions bigger decisions, right? Decisions like that are guiding their life and all this other stuff, right? And so um, you know, the we coach, I coach a group of high school kids at our church uh every Sundays and um coach is a weird term, man. Like that's what they call them as a coach and everybody's like, "Oh, what sport?" And I'm like, "Uh, life." Right? Which is like the hardest sport ever. Football, that shit's easy. But uh so basically like a mentor. Yeah. So, um, and it's funny cause like I find myself often, you know, you're your own worst critic. I criticize myself all the time and I'm like, what am I doing with these kids? Like I learn more from these kids than they can ever get from me. And like, there's no, like, there's no value that I can like bring them. Right. And, but once I start this particular group of kids that I'm with now, they're like, first of all, I'm spoiled because they're all like the best kids in the fucking world. And like, it makes it super easy. Um, but like when I, I started coaching them, they were, I think they were in so- their sophomore year and they're, they're graduating seniors now. <clears throat> so they graduate this year and it's crazy because like, I see when I started to want to do better for myself and, and be better for myself and my family, it carries over into everything. And I'm sure that they can probably identify you know, like when I went from like, you know, when I started pouring into myself, right? And so it's just, anyway, it's just cool because like this particular group of kids, like I get to hang out with them and like I've seen them grow over the years and like hearing 
like the things that they want to do. Those are my favorite discussions with them is like, hey, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to be? That sort of thing. So because it's not as meaningful when they're sophomores or freshmen because they have a vague or a loose idea or changes or whatever. And it's typically like whatever they're like, you hear a lot of like what their parents want to do and stuff like that. And then but seniors, you know, now they talk about what what they want to do, like what their dreams are and stuff like that. And so it's just, it's cool to see. But, um, you know, these kids, like, uh, I, so I guess my point in all that is like, I don't know, I, I haven't met a lot of their parents. Um, I have met a lot of their parents, not all of them. Um, and I, you know, I know a lot of their parents and, but it's, it's especially, you know, getting to know them after all the, all the years or whatever. But like, what I try to do is, I try to do the best that I can for myself. I try to be the best version of myself for myself. And the reason why is because then I'm plentiful, right? My cup is filled to where I can then pour it onto other people. And so then my goal, like my mission, like what I enjoy doing, what I want to do is is, is serve people, right? Whether through, you know, volunteering, through uh, charity, through coaching, mentorship, through you know, donations through whatever, man. Like I just, I enjoy helping other people. I enjoy, you know, uh, changing someone's life. I enjoy making their day better, whatever that looks like. And, um, you know, if, if, if your kids are surrounded by that do better, be better mentality every day at home, they're going to naturally, as they get older and they get out of that, you know, high school douchebag phase, they're going to naturally want the same because you're modeling every day uh you know what what they're doing i mean you, you got kids grow up in a broken home the the odds of them breaking themselves is pretty high you know and it's just a statistic that's out there and so you just have to make sure that you're doing everything that you can to to be the best version of yourself possible because your kids see that right um and what i enjoy is i i get to also take that to my community and to my friends and to, you know, these kids at church and continue to strive to be the best version of myself, um, which isn't selfish because I know that by me doing that, they're seeing it and they're hearing it and they're, you know, going to model it and mimic it and they're going to, you know, be drawn to it, especially it's, it's 10 times more powerful if they have that same influence at home. So, um, just be consistent, be persistent in everything that you do. Um, you know, especially with your kids, even if they aren't receptive to it, even if they're not listening, just, just keep, what's that beating it into them? <laughs> yeah. Like just, get it into them. Just keep beating it into them. It takes a lot of time and they'll eventually get it. Yeah. Some it takes more time than others. So that'd be me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, that's it. That's all I got for you guys. Um, I just thought it would be fun and exciting to come and uh, introduce Kaylee, number five. Actually, you're number one, number five. Uh, it number depends one. on which one I'm talking about. Yeah, so she's the first kid, right? When you have so many, you just start going by numbers, especially if you're in a crowded place, like a store or something, and you just got to make sure you have them all. You just go, you just count them. So when I introduce them, like if I say, oh, this is this is Delilah, then they're like, oh, uh, like I, it's as if I think they're going to be like, well, which, you know, 
which kid is this? Like, which yeah. number is this? Like, Delilah three. Like, so I just say like, <laughs> oh, this is number three. You know, yeah. like this is the third one we had, um, which is something that I've just put in my own head apparently. Uh, so anyway, that's all I got for you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Again, we want to hear from you. So if you have any questions, you can always email questions at uncensoredpodcast.com. Uh, send your topics, send your questions, send your whatever, um, you know, comments. And then you can always follow our social media. We're on YouTube, we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram at uh, the, Uncensored, the Uncensored Podcast. Um, no, I'm sorry, at The Uncensored Entrepreneur Show. Yeah. Jeez. At The Uncensored Entrepreneur Show. That's where we're at. I have to write it. I know, man. I need like a sticker or something like that. So, um, but yeah, uh, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Um, and share the show. You know, we, we don't run ads. Uh, we don't, um, I've been approached to now from Instagram, TikTok, and, uh, YouTube to run ads, but I don't want to run ads because I don't want you to get distracted with all the pop-up bullshit. I just want you to hear the content, right? So we don't run ads. Um, you know, it's, it's all of our listeners and everything else is all just word of mouth. And so that's the only thing we ask is if you, if you got any value out of the show, if you like the show, if you enjoy the show, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify and on Apple, uh, uh, then, you know, just share the show with somebody, let them know, send them a link, let them know, check it out, whatever that looks like. Um, but, but that's it. Share the show and we'll see you guys next week. Push P. Yeah. Push P. Turn me up. Turn me up, P. Uh-huh. Putting us in the paddock in my piece. I'm pushing P. Uh-huh. Cop new hammers for my piece.